Welcome to the Medic Church Podcast. Today we're continuing our Stay Positive series with a sermon entitled, Being Grateful. Sometimes it can be hard to be grateful, but today we're going to learn some things that will help you stay positive and stay grateful. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast starting right now. Let's dive into this today. I'm super excited to be continuing our Stay Positive series. And today's sermon is entitled, I'm Grateful. I'm Grateful. Man, have you ever, man, this is the perfect time of the year to be grateful, right? Who in here is grateful for something? Anybody? Online campus, you guys grateful for something? You can just throw an emoji kind in there. We like when our online campus talks to us. Y'all got to talk to me this morning. But, but drop an emoji kind in there uh, that you're thankful. You can put a smiley face or a heart or something like that, whatever you want to put in there. Just don't put an angry face. <laughs> if you want to put an angry face, you can. But grateful. I've seen uh, uh, people, a lot of people take the month of November since it is Thanksgiving. Each day they'll post something they're grateful for on Facebook. Any of your friends do that or maybe you're doing it yourself. Uh, I know I got a lot of friends on there that are doing this. Day one, November 1st, I'm thankful for my kids. Uh, uh, Day two, November 2nd, I'm thankful for God or my church. I've seen all kinds of things that people are grateful for. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for each one of you guys that come and hang out with us each and every week. I'm grateful for our online campus. I know that I'm grateful for you guys that graciously give because we want to continue to preach the gospel of Jesus. That's what we're all about. And so, and so <laughs> last week we talked about being optimistic. Optimistic. Anybody take time last week to try to change your perspective on things? I know I did. And look, look, y'all, 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 y'all Tatas hanging out with their kids. My, my dad's out of town, and so I get to pick on her because she ain't in here. It don't matter if she's in here or not, but I was still with her. But, but last week, she was trying to be like negative Nancy. And I'm like, Tasha, you need to go back and listen to Sunday's sermon. You need to go back and re-listen to what we talked about Sunday. You need to find the best in everything. We tried to be optimistic. And I, mean, I try to find the good. Now, I always pick on her and, and talk about her and aggravate her and all that good stuff. But, but I'm thankful that I have a wonderful wife. I'm thankful that I get to aggravate the living death out of her. I love aggravating Tasha, y'all. I love it. Like, it makes my day. It aggravates, like, whoo, she gets bad. It's so funny. <laughs> but I'm grateful. I'm extremely grateful. I'm grateful for my kids. I'm grateful for our church. I'm grateful for what we're being able to do. I'm grateful for the life that we've changed throughout the course of our ministry. I'm grateful. You know what I'm not grateful for? Negative people. Negative people. (laughs) Some people are just so negative. They just negative about everything. They got to be negative about this. And y'all, I'm going to tell you, I get tired of being around negative people. Like, I can't stand it. It drives me nuts. And, and, and so I don't know if y'all know this, but complaining can sometimes almost become an art to form or a form of art. It's just something that they tap into and they constantly just go back to. Well, I've, I've already molded it this way and I've been like this all my life. I'm going to give y'all some examples. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but here in North Carolina, I know we got some people that watch from out of state, but here in North Carolina, we have what they call bipolar weather. Bipolar weather. At one moment, it's cold. Next moment, it's hot. Next moment, it's comfortable. Next moment, it's snowing. Next moment, it's 100 degrees. <laughs> Amen. Everybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it's angry. It's got a temper. It's mad. But I don't know about y'all, but somebody has flipped the switch outside to make it really cold. 
I got up this morning, I went out to my truck, and a thermometer in my truck said it was 31 degrees in Pilot Mountain, North Carolina this morning. Cold. I'm a big boy. I don't like cold. I don't like when it's cold. But listen, listen, listen. I don't know about y'all, but, but this is what you always, this is the conversation you always have this year. I'd rather be cold and then hot. And you have the other people say, I'd rather be hot than I'd rather be cold. That's me. I'd rather be hot than cold. Everybody likes to be comfortable. That's what I tell Tasha. I like to be comfortable. But, but then we go to this tent, man. Yeah, man, it's all, you got these people there, it's raining. Weather's never good. Weather's always bad. I, I, I tell y'all, the weather's always good when I'm at work. It's always beautiful when I'm at work. And I'm thinking, oh, I got tomorrow off. I'm going to be able to go play golf. Weather's been perfect the last two, three days. I got tomorrow, and guess what? It rains every time. Stupid. I'm mad. But, but when people find it an, an art to complain, they find every little thing that they can complain about. They never find the good in anything. They go to a, a restaurant, and they complain that the service is too slow. Oh, I, 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 and y'all, last night we tried to ride around, and my back's been bothering me, and so uh, I, I haven't been to work the last couple of days because it's been bothering me. It's still bothering me today. I'm fighting through the pain, so y'all pray for me. But last night we were just like, hey, we're going to ride and, and try to find something for dinner. Go to a restaurant. We pass by. There's a line out the door. I'm like, I'm not in the mood to wait. <laughs> Went to restaurant number two, same thing. I'm like, I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait. I started finding negativity in it. They got good food, but I don't want to wait. <laughs> and then we start doing these things in our life, and we start looking at our life, and, and we start comparing ourselves to other people. Man, they got that car over there. It's so nice. It's got that push-button start, leather steering wheel. It warms up when it's cold. They got the leather seats. So when the kids spill something, they can wipe it right up. How can I have that? I got the fancy garage door opener car. I don't have a garage. Put my car in, but they got a garage door opener car. How can I do that? <laughs> if you're like me, you're riding around in a day with gas $3.29 a gallon. My truck don't get good gas mileage. Here over here, Billy Bob, he done got him a nice new car out there. He's got one of those hybrids, one of those electric cars that rides around and will pretty much drive itself. He gets great gas mileage. Why he got to be so good? Why he got to be so blessed? Maybe there's got climate control in that. If you got climate, he may got climate control in their kitchen. Please call me because I don't know how that works. Because here in a couple of weeks... <laughs> I'm going to be going in my kitchen. It's going to be so hot in there because the stove's going to be running all five burners and the, thing, the, the stove's going to be up. It's going to be, I mean, it's going to be lit in my house. Five crop pots, maybe not. Yeah, five, five hot crop pots going on. Anybody know what's happening in a couple of weeks? Thanksgiving. But we oftentimes complain that we go into our kitchens, we open up the refrigerator, and there's nothing in there to eat. We went to the grocery store a few weeks ago, and we, we bought all these groceries, spent a nice uh, uh, amount of money on a couple of weeks' worth of groceries, and we get in there the other day and opened up the cabinets. I'm like, there's nothing in here to eat. <laughs> no, we're just too lazy. We didn't want to cook. Amen, preacher. Maybe you got Netflix and, or Hulu like we do or Disney Plus, and you're scrolling through. We got like three different apps on our TV, 
and we could never find anything to watch. So I watched Star Wars over and over and over. But I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that I have the ability to go watch Star Wars anytime. Maybe you go to your closet and you, and you go through and you open it up and you touch every single item. Man, I don't have nothing to wear. I don't have nothing to wear. I don't have nothing to wear. By nature, by nature, we've become ungrateful a lot of times. And for me, I contend to be ungrateful for things. And it seems like, well, Pastor Michael, you seem like an upbeat guy. But yeah, there's times that I am very feel like I'm ungrateful because I want more. I want more of God. I want more of God to being able to do more for us. I want things better. And, and man, we got it going on. I mean, we got things, we got nice stuff. People would be killing for what we have. And, 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 and if we sit back and, man, I, I want more. I want to do it better. I want it like this. Guys, I, 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 and I think I told you guys, my plan and my goal was only to be in this building for six months when we originally started. That was what I was shooting for, six months. Here we are a year and a half later or almost two years later and we're still here, but, hey, praise God. And, and we're constantly saying, hey, I want to do this, but we're limited to this, but I'm grateful for this. Because if we would have took off in those first uh, few months, I mean, y'all know this as well as I do, COVID done a lot to hinder what we were trying to do. But I thank God for COVID because it allowed us to work on a lot of things that we needed to fix. It allowed us to build relationships and let God restore the brokenness in people's lives. And it put where we had the right people in the right spots. So now once we go and as we continue to grow, man, we're set up. We're in a good spot. And so I'm obsessed, y'all, with developing a heart for gratitude. I want people to be grateful for what we have. I constantly speak to my girls, hey, listen, be grateful for what you have and what you've been able to do. And, and y'all, listen, I'm not trying to boast here, but, but I've, we have been blessed to be able to go to Disney World several times, several different times. And I tell my girls often, hey, a lot of kids your age don't even get to go to Disney World one time. And you guys have been able to go a lot of times. Be grateful for those things. Well, Dad, I want this. Hey, well, we don't have the resources right now, or let's wait. Well, Dad, I want it. I understand you may want it, but let's be grateful for what we have in this moment. And it's took me a long time to understand, hey, let's be grateful for what we have in this moment. And that's what I've had to do. I had to be grateful for what we have right now. Let's look at Luke 17, 13 through 11. Now on this way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the borders between Samaria and Galilee. Verse 12, is, as he was going into the village, now guys, I want you to see this here. There were 10 men. There were 10 men there that had leprosy. Now, these, I don't know if y'all know what leprosy is, but it's some nasty disease. It's like, it's, it's dirty, like nasty, nasty. We're going to talk about it here in just a second. But, but there were 10 men who had leprosy that met him. So they met Jesus. They seen Jesus coming. They met him, they met him along the way. And, and, and it tells us here in verse 12 that they stood at a distance. So they stood off. They seen Jesus. They seen him coming. They stood off to a distance here. In verse 13 it says, And they called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. So let's break down a couple things here. They seen Jesus coming. They stopped him. 
And they say, hey, man, Jesus, I see you over there. I see you, man. You don't need to come any further. We got leprosy. Have pity on us. Because when we pass by you, we're going to be stinking. We're going to stink. So, so these men, I, I, I'm sure here in this, in this scripture, they had nasty, wore-out clothes. And, 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 you know, if you had leprosy, I mean, there, you're, you're, it's pretty much is a flesh-eating disease. It's some nasty, nasty stuff. And, I, and I'm sure these guys haven't been touched in several years. And, and, and maybe haven't even had a hug you imagine and, and for years not being able to hug somebody or somebody to touch you? Give me a high five or an elbow or a fist bump. I like fist bumps. Fist bump. <laughs> I mean, imagine with me. Imagine you had leprosy and, and, and you go to sleep at night and you wake up the next morning and now you had ten fingers and now you have seven fingers because your flesh was beginning to rot. So they seen Jesus. And they knew they didn't smell good. They knew they had leprosy and they didn't want to spread that out. Have pity on us. Jesus, have pity on us. And, and I, I just think that, that here that they were just saying, man, he's just, he's just such an awesome God. He's such an awesome person. We've heard of the things that he can do. But man, he don't want to have nothing to do with us because we stink. We're nasty. We're terrible. And, and, and I want you guys to know how great our God and Jesus is. Because when we feel lonely, we feel down in the dumps, and we feel dirty, and we feel like that God or nobody wants to touch us, that nobody wants to give us a five or a hug or, or an air five or anything, a fist bump, when we feel rejected that God still loves you, there's still a God out there that wants to wrap his loving arms around you that wants to say, hey, you do mean something. Hey, you are somebody. Hey, online campus, I still love you. I mean, your mistakes. Now, I always give you all a disclaimer. Don't go out and willingly make mistakes. But if you mess up and it tells us in the Bible we've all fallen short of the glory of God, just take it to God. Follow this feet and say, hey, God, forgive me. And I know he's going to wrap his loving arms around you and he's going to touch you. Because, hey, I once was lost. And I was found. I was broke. And he gave me everything. So y'all check us out. Check us out. <laughs> Luke 17 and 14 through 18, he says, When Jesus saw them, he said, Hey, go show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. Now I want you guys to see something here. Told them to go and do something. And when they went, they become cleansed. And, and I want to truly believe today that somebody needs to hear what I'm getting ready to say. Y'all listen to me. This ain't in my notes. This ain't, this ain't part of the, the message, but I feel like God wants you guys to hear this. Some of you are in the moment and God's telling you to go do something. And he's called you to go. And you're being stubborn and you're staying still. And then you're wondering why you got mess going on in your life why you're not being healed, why you're not being touched, why you're not being blessed, or why things are happening all the way around you because God's telling you to go because when you go, you can become cleansed. And, 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 so, and, so, and so these guys here, they decided, hey, Jesus said go to the priest, so they went, and as they were going, they were healed. 
That doesn't make somebody happy today. If you'll just go and you'll just listen to what God's telling you to do. God's telling you to go, so you need to go. And when you go, things will start happening. Things will start lining up. The perspective that you had will now be shifted. And, and, and so, and so, and so, <laughs> I tell you that. And as they went, they were cleansed. And in verse 15 here, now, check this out. One of them, when he saw he was healed, he came back praising God and thanking him with a loud voice. He come back. He realized, hey, I've been touched. I've been healed. He touched me. I, I, was, I was going away. I, I knew I was nasty. I had this flesh-eating disease, and now I'm healed. And he come back, and he, and he said, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you've done in my life. You've Ultimately, you've changed me. You've healed me. Now, y'all look at this. Y'all look at this. And then Jesus asked. Or let me go back to verse, fix, uh, uh, verse 16 here. Or let me go back up. Verse 15 says, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he came back and he praised God in a loud voice. He threw his feet, himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him as he was a, uh, a Samaritan. And Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Were not all ten of you cleansed? Where are the other nine at? Where are the other nine? Verse 18, he had, he, has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? So this man realized, hey, I've been healed. I've been touched by God. God's healed me. I followed what he was telling me to do. I went. Some of you today, some of you today are in the wrong crowd, hanging out with the wrong crowd. We go get my tent before it blows away. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's starting to blow. <laughs> Wind's crazy out there today, guys. <laughs> um, thank y'all. But 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 so so some of y'all are hanging out with the wrong crowd. Hey, but we're going to church. We're going over here. We're we're there early. We're working. We're doing everything. We're giving. We're following the crowd. And 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 I've been broken. I've been messed up. But Jesus healed me and he touched me. But you keep following the crowd around lost and weary doing their own thing, going back, not giving God the praise and the glory that he deserves, that he, desper- or that he needs. When we put obligations on God, that we, we, a lot of times we put too much obligations on God. When we say, hey God, you're going to have to do this. And I tell you guys this all the time. God don't have to do anything you asked him to do. He only has to do one thing. If you asked him to forgive you, if, and you truly asked him to forgive you of your sins, he'll forgive him, or he'll forgive you. And, and, and what happens is, 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 is when we get around those people, and we get around negative Nancy, sometimes we don't realize the effect that they're having on us. Maybe these guys had no idea what God was doing in their life. Maybe, maybe, maybe they were walking along and they didn't realize the gratefulness they had. Oh, this is just temporary. The 
sun hit me in the right way and, 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 and you know, it, it's, this is just temporary. And we don't trust in what God's really done in our lives because the crowd's going to tell you, hey, <laughs> this guy, he ain't nobody. He's crazy. He's just a, a fanatic for Jesus. Let him go back. We're going to go over here and we're going to do this. The people you associate with and are around can dictate and change your perspective. That's why we always tell you, surround, you around, surround yourself around people that's going to build you up and not break you down. Find those people that are going to be like your pastor that's going to find the best within you and he's going to love on you and he's going to try to help you uh, to be grateful and, and show people that same love that God showed us. That's what our church is founded on, the love that God has for each and every one of us. And so, and so, so I, I want to tell you to check your friends and check them twice because if they're bringing you down, it could be detrimental to what God's called you to do and the healing and the prospects that he has for you. So I got three things that can help you make you choose gratitude. Three things, three things here. <laughs> All right, so if you're taking notes, I know every good thing I have comes from God. So every good thing that we have comes from above, right? It tells us in James 1 and 17, every good and perfect gift is from above. Each and every one of you have been marked and called by God. And, and I want to give you guys some encouragement. You mothers, you guys are awesome. Thank you for what you do. I want to give you, tell you that, that you're amazing. Be encouraged today. You've done something that no man can do. You've gave birth to a child for those the ones who have. Moms are great. Moms are awesome. Thank you for what you moms do. Men, dads, be grateful that you have a family that you can oversee, that you can lead. It's a proven fact that when dads come to church, there's a 90 plus percent chance that the whole family will attend together. I don't know if they're watching or not, I don't care. But there's some families out there that, that their spouse, their husband says, I'm not going to church. I don't want to go to church for whatever reason. I want to go. But I don't want to. I don't want to make the sacrifice. I don't want to deal with the headaches of going home and then being upset and mad at me. I want to tell you guys something, and I want to be an encouragement to you. If you're in that situation, go to church anyway. Because we had a very similar situation here, where a lady was come to church and and and, and her husband wouldn't come, and and, and it was just man. It, it, she just like I'm going to come anyway. And, and, and she said, "I'll just take the argument when I get home. I'll just take it." And what happened is, it's a long story short, and not just to talk about this individual, but, but, but long story short, her, by her faithfulness of coming to church, her husband seen her faithfulness that she had and the prayers that she had, and his life was ultimately changed. He started coming. He decided, hey, I'm going to come. If you're coming, and that's what I want to tell you guys, if your spouse isn't coming along with you, still come. Still make that initiative. Hey, I, wanna come. I want to come. I want to, I want to be involved. I want to do that because if they see you doing it, if they see you doing it, then they're going to want to be involved too. If they see your life being changed, they're going to say, hey, what's going on? Your life was changed. I want my life to be changed too. It's because of my mom and her faithfulness that she had when my dad wouldn't come to church. And he wouldn't come and he's like, you go on. She's like, I want my kids raised in church. So she went to church. 
And guess what? Our dads, my dad is our children's pastor today. He serves in ministry and been in ministry a long time because, because he's seen my mom's life be changed. So I want you guys to be encouraged to come anyway because every good and perfect gift comes from above. I don't know who needs to hear that. They got out my live stream anyway. <laughs> but God is a giver of good things. God gives out great things. And, and I know this from the Bible. We got great examples in there. It says God gave Noah a plan to build the ark. God gave him a plan. He said, no, I want you to build an ark. Why did he do this? Because he gave Noah the ability to build things. God did not bless me with the ability to build things. <laughs> Online camps are pointing at our stage back here. So I, we won't talk about it. God gave the Israelites bread from heaven in the mornings and fire at night. God gave David the stone to kill Goliath. He put the stone there right at the right place at the right time so David could pick it up. He gave Jonah the fish that would end up swallowing him. Y'all see where I'm going with this? The right place at the right time. I'm going to hurry up here. God is, is, God is completely good. Now I want to encourage you today that there's good in each and every one of you. Pastor Michael, I've done a lot of bad things. Me too. But there's still good inside of everybody. You can recover from anything because here at Medic Church, we believe that God can restore the brokenness in our lives. I don't have the ability to do anything. But God can do more in 10,000 lifetimes. Or God can do more in a moment than I can do in 10,000 lifetimes. So today, let God mold you and bend you and restore that brokenness in your life. All right, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Uh, number two, if you're taking notes, I will, not let, I will not let what I want rob me from what I have. Hey, I want some of these cool things. I'd like to have a nice, cool start or a remote start on my truck so in the morning I'm not cold when I get out there. I'd like to have a bigger house and a bigger storage area where I can put stuff. <laughs> but I'm not going to let it rob me from what I have. And it tells us in the, um, in the Bible, it tells us better what the eye sees than to revive on what the eye or what the eye is appealing to, appealed to. Hey, it looks good. It looks great. Looks good over there. But it may not be what God wants in your life. Give you guys an example here. The fire station, we do annually um, hydrant testing. Open up the fire hydrants and making sure they're clean and they're working and they're operating like they're supposed to. We do this annually few years ago we're out and we go up this fire hydrant and we stop and we look at the, the fire hydrant and, and, and right dead in the middle between them is two patches of grass on one side it's beautiful it's green it looks healthy it looks nice and then on the other side it looked like death and beat up like it needed some TLC it needs some tender love and care as we got to looking at these things, I'm like, man, I wish I had grass like that. <laughs> I mean, it looked good. I think most of us, most of us men, you know, you know what I'm saying? If you take pride in your yard, man, I want some good green grass, healthy grass, so I can cut it up and shine, shine out to the neighbors. But we got to looking 
And we got down in the nitty gritty. Now, this is about this time of year, so the grass isn't, it looks dead anyway. But when you got to looking at this grass patches, we determined that one side was real grass and the other side was fake. Sometimes what looks good on one side, it looks appealing, it looks great. It's because it's fake. It's not real. I'd rather be over here looking like a hot mess and be on fire for God and loving God because he saved a wretch like me than I ever would to put on fake grass and just to make it look appealing. So I encourage you today is even if you look beat up, hey, take it to God and let God restore that brokenness in your life. Because I'd rather you look dingy and beat up and let God love you and fix you than I ever would you be fake. But be, be happy for what you have. Because what I've learned throughout the years of cutting grass and doing yard work is there's always another season. Hey, I didn't like what I did with this seed this year. I'm going to try something different next year. Hey, this year, that worked out good. I'm going to try a little bit more of what I did last year, and we'll see what happens. There's things that happen in our life that are only temporary. But don't let those things rob you from what you already have. Don't let the things and the circumstances going on in your life right now rob you from what you have in your future. We've got to let go of yesterday so God can bless us today. See, there's a lot of times that we look at life and we feel like, man, so many, all these other people have all this. I want to encourage you today. Quit worrying about what everybody else is doing. Tasha will tell you, there ain't, I can't tell you how many times she'll be watching something or she'll be doing something or she'll be talking about something. And I'll tell her, Tasha, quit worrying about what they're doing and focus on what you're doing. Because if we keep looking, and y'all, I love Elevation Church. I love a lot what they do. We play a lot of their music here. And I told you guys this last week. We can go and chase them as long as we want and as far as we want to and try to be them as much as we want to. Now, your pastor doesn't want to be Elevation Church. He wants to be Mike Williams and, and Medit Church. But we like what they, some of the things they do. And we could always say, hey, well, I want that. I want a coliseum that fits 5,000 people. I want loud music and lights and all this crazy cool stuff that they have. We want all that stuff, but I'm not going to let it rob us from what we have. You know what we have that a lot of people at Elevation don't have? A relationship with the pastor. I'm not knocking them. Now. Y'all don't hear me now. I'm not knocking Elevation Church. I like Elevation Church. I love Elevation Church. But... But there's a, there's a distance relationship there that you don't have. There's a connection that's missing. Well, Pastor Michael, they got the, I ain't worried about what they have. I'm talking about their pastor, Stephen Perk. Here, if something happens in your life, your pastor can be there. There, you're probably not going to have that connection. And, 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 that, and, that's, and, and, and that's what I'm trying to get you guys to understand. Is I don't want our, our wants to rob us from what we have. I want to have a relationship with y'all. If something happens in your family's life, hey, I want to know about it so we can help you get through it and, and let God restore, again, that brokenness in our lives. Okay, okay, I got to hurry. I got to way hurry. 
Point number three, if, if you're taking notes, I've turned every blessing I have into praise. Every blessing that I have into praise. And what's cool about this, it says in Psalms uh, um, 63 and 4, it says, I will praise you as long as I live. In your name, I will lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied as with the richest of food, with singing, singing lips, my mouth will praise you. That's in verse 5 in Psalms. I'll be fully satisfied. When we chase after things that we're never going to get to and we try to compare ourselves to other people, we're never going to be grateful for what we have. And we're never going to be fully satisfied until we have that. But when we do those things, when we say, hey, I'm not going to make it here, I'm not going to make it there, then what tends to take place, oh, forgive me for a minute. What tends to take place is our hearts begin to shut down. Boom, 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 boom. I didn't leave y'all online camps, I promise. How good is he? And, and, and what takes place in our life is our hearts begin to ache. They begin to hurt. Because we don't have that satisfaction that we think that we need because it's robbing us from what we already have. And, 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 and when we allow Satan to come in, and, and we allow him to, to start breaking us apart. See, the enemy doesn't attack somebody that isn't valuable. He doesn't come after those that aren't valuable, don't show any value. And today, I want you to know each and every one of you is valuable. Every one of you means something to God. Every one of you have the ability to stand firm in your faith. And today, I know that God wants somebody to know that, hey, I got you. I got your back. And I have the ability to touch your life, but you got to be able to take that step. When I tell you to go, you got to go. When I say, hey, go on, go to the priest, go on over there, you're going to be healed. But we have to take the steps to go. And a lot of times we're scared. What's our friends going to think? And, and, and we we seen this a while ago. Hey, this foreigner here, he he was like, hey, the other crowd's going. They're going on, but I'm going to come back to the Father, and I'm going to say, hey, thank you for what you've done. And that's what was happening here. We need to check our friends. We need to see what God is trying to do in our lives. And if our friends are hindering us from that, maybe it's time for us to cut those ties and move on. That's my mean. I need to I need to get rid of some friends. You might need to get rid of some friends in your life. Because if they're bringing you down for what God's having you in the plan for your life, I'd rather, I'd rather have the friendship with Christ and be in the will of God and be like that fire hydrant on the other side where it looked all messed up and dirty and being used by God than I ever would have fake friends and have a fake ministry and have fake everything just to look good. 
And it took me a long time to realize that I had a lot of fake friends in my life. But whenever I cut those ties because God said go, man, we've done a lot of great things in our ministry because God opened up the doors to allow us to be able to be a blessing to people. And everything that God does, man, He's a true blessing to each and every one of us. And we should thank Him as much as we can. We need to thank Him every day. When we fall short, hey, go back to God and say, hey, listen, I messed up. And He's going to open up His arms. He's going to wrap His arms around you. Don't matter if you have the worst stench in the world, He's going to love on you. God's will is you'll stand with me. God, I want to thank you so much for this day. God, I want to thank you for allowing us to be here in this presence, God. God, for opening up our ears to hear today, God. God, I just want you to touch our lives. God, help us to be more grateful and have that gratitude towards the right things, Lord. God, when the crowd is going the way and you've told us to go and the crowd goes on, God, God, they may be our friends. But, Lord, if it's time for us to separate, let us never forget the things that you've done in our lives. God, if it takes us losing friends, God, so be it today. God, we thank you for all that you can that you do in our lives. God, if somebody don't know you today, let them know all they have to do is say this simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. Thank you for coming to the cross and dying, on the, and dying for me. God, so that I can live forever. In the name I pray, amen. Thank you again for tuning in to the Medic Church Podcast. If you need prayer today, you can submit a prayer request by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash pray. Submit a prayer request. Our team is standing by ready to believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. We can't wait to be with you next time as we give another life-giving message. We'll see you soon.